Hello, and welcome to Hopeful World, the social project podcast. I'm Charlie Wright, founder of Hopeful Traders, the clothing brand that collaborates with the homeless community. In this series, we will be shining a light on individuals and organizations taking the issues that affect our society into their own hands. At Hopeful Traders, we aim to do more than just give. We want to build and connect communities where individuals are provided with opportunities to support themselves as well as the people around them. With this in mind, we set out to speak to the people already making this idea a reality. In this episode, we spoke to comedian Carrie Ad Lloyd. What started as a part of her act quickly became a campaign to provide her local shelter with feminine hygiene products. We talked with her about her own project to raise money for sanitary products for the homeless and also discussed her own podcast about dealing with death, Griefcast. My name is Carrie Ad Lloyd. I'm eating some cake. <laughs> Always eating cake. My name is Carrie Lloyd and I'm a comedian. I do character comedy and improv and acting and writing and things, but it sounds awful if you say them all. Um, and I started a character called the Sanitary Bag Lady. Um, now, if, you, if you're a man or you haven't been to a disgusting toilet, you might not have seen the Sanitary Bag. So in certain horrible toilets, there's a paper bag for sanitary products. Certain women will know what I'm talking about, and it has like um, a black and white picture of a woman on it. And one day I thought, oh, I wonder I should do a character based on that woman. So I built myself this giant white hat, and I put red lipstick all over my face, and I started being the sanitary bag lady. And she comes on stage and she tries to smell who's on their period. <laughs> so she like sniffs them out, and she's like, I smell bleeding, I'm hungry. And she tries to find a lady on her period. And to me, it was just completely silly. Like, I just thought it was very funny, and I put red lipstick all over my teeth, and I would, like, I'd hand out tampons, because they're so expensive. And she's always looking for the sanitary bag prints. And I wrote this rant about, um, she thinks men bleed, because she can't imagine a world where men don't bleed, because that's crazy. Um, and so it was all just, just what made me laugh. And then as I started performing it, I started getting really weird reactions from people. <laughs> so a lot of women were really disgusted. So I'd have like women in the audience being like, oh God, like, don't talk about periods. And men being really disgusted. Some, obviously, it was split. Like some people being completely fine with it and other people being genuinely horrified. And it really shocked me because I, you know, I don't know, typical liberal. I was like, what? who doesn't talk about periods it's fine so I got suddenly got really passionate about just being able to talk about periods without people being disgusted because I was I couldn't believe that women my age in this in this you know in 2016 looked to me like oh, don't say that I mean mainly that's when I was sniffing them for their period they they really hate that because <laughs> really they they get really like if they are on their period they look at like oh my god she knows so then I avoid those ladies because I think it's all right I'm with you um, and then I did um, the whole VAT on tampons and sanitary products. Debate happened. So I did this spoof Taylor Swift video with um, this comedian, Jenny Bede, and lots of other comedians, and an amazing video director, Adam Brown. Um, and again, it just, it, the more I looked into it, the more I was like, oh, this is really weird that I didn't know that VAT was charged on sanitary products and not on Jaffa cakes or canal boat awnings like I didn't know this stuff so it's just as I sort of dipped my toe into this world and then I guess I just I became like really passionate about feminine care products 
Yeah, I just was surprised that people don't talk about them. And I think because people are still embarrassed, so there's lack of education. So a lot of my friends didn't know about the VAT thing. They didn't know there was a campaign. Um, of course, recently the campaign has just been, they've just reneged on the campaign and said they're going to donate to charity, which ugh, makes my blood boil, literally. Um, so then when it came to Christmas, I just thought, oh, I'll um, try and do something. So I literally Googled shelters in my area. Like, that's what I think... People don't realise how easy it is to do. I just Googled women's shelters in my area and then I emailed a load of them. Some of them are really hard to email for obvious reasons. <laughs> like They don't want you to contact them. Um, but one was just like, yeah, sure, we'll take... We'll, we'd love some donations of feminine feminine care products, sanitary products. So I just did like a collection at various gigs and got loads of friends to drop them off to me. And lots of friends just bought them and sent them. And yeah, we did... We managed to raise like... So many that the shelter have now asked me to stop giving them tampons. <laughs> like the last time I went there, she was like, "Yeah, we we got enough." Um, so my the shelter that I found is actually a, a shelter that deals with women affected by prostitution, who've either been in prostitution or are in danger of going into prostitution or been affected by it, and it's a drop-in centre. So they can go in and like you know get some clean clothes have a shower and talk to someone find out about benefit rights and stuff like that so it doesn't have to be you know it can be any any sort of women's charity in your area but I literally just googled it that was it and then emailed them it wasn't until I saw the homeless period project as well that even occurred to me of like oh yeah god being homeless and a woman you're still gonna get your period that must be a nightmare um I thought that was an amazing project that again they've they've sort of reached a point and now they're trying to campaign for Procter & Gamble aren't they to donate more stuff so it's it's really tricky because it's not it's not black and white it's red <laughs> sorry guys um, but it's not like oh give give money to this person it's sorted it needs to be talked about a lot so people are just aware of it I think that's the number one thing you can do is just talk about it and tell your friends and share petitions I know it, everyone goes oh, what they do but I did think the homeless period one was really useful and they had a really good video and it really did make me go oh I just had not even thought of that especially as someone who was dealing with in raising awareness of sanitary care so yeah I think the biggest thing is making it not taboo and that's why I do it on stage because I have this big thing of like the more I talk about this the less hopefully the less taboo it is and women do come up to me afterwards and and say, oh, we were really, oh, we were so embarrassed, but, like, it was so funny. Or men come up and ask me questions as well. <laughs> One man was like, can you actually smell periods? <laughs> I was like, no, I can't. I can't. It's, don't worry, it's not like you, all these years, you should have been smelling them. Bless him. But I, I, I thought good on him for asking. Like, he was really kind of intrigued by the whole process. Basically, yeah, my dad passed away when I was 15. And I, I lost my grandparents, like, the year before. Then I lost my dad. And then I lost my grandpa. And then I lost, like, a series of other relatives. So my teenage years were, like, filled with funerals and death, which I think is why I've become very, not blasé, but very... What's the word? You're not blasé. What's the word? Like, you used to it. And I've been one of those, like, I'm a go-to person when somebody knows someone who's died. So my whole life, because I experienced it so early... I've had friends go, oh, will you talk to so-and-so? Their dad just died. Their mum just died. Like, I call people. I've sent text messages because it's like, oh, Carrie Ed's been through it. 
And so then I just sort of, I just sort of thought, oh, wow, I guess some of these conversations are actually quite interesting. Um, I'd like to record them. I've always felt like um, death should be talked about more. And I guess I was raised in a house where everything was talked about. So I have, I'm constantly butting up against society because my childhood was like, we talked about everything. And so when I come out into the world and I talk about death or I talk about periods and then I get this, people are shocked. I'm like, what? Because I wasn't brought up to believe that anyone else would be shocked by this stuff. So I'm constantly like, but guys, what? <laughs> like, this is normal. Um, so I guess I'm just trying to normalise what I think is normal because I was raised, I was brought up in a way where that was normal. So yeah, I do think more people should talk about it. And I think, I guess the thing for me is what I found sad was they only talked about it when it happened to them. And so then you got a lot of like lost, lonely people because they were like, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know because no one spoke about it. So with the podcast, I was trying to do something. It's like, oh, maybe it's just happened to you. And you could listen to this podcast and be like, oh, okay, like that might happen to me later. And I wanted to, I'm still doing it, but I wanted to get like um, a kaleidoscope of grief, basically, so that you'd have like, you know, like with Adam Buxton, his father was very old and it was, you know, not peaceful, but in a way like it was a long process compared to someone like um, Jade Adams whose you know sister was very young and had a brain hemorrhage and so that you'd have these different pictures of what grief can do to people but essentially it's the same pain but that whatever was happening to you you could listen and be like oh okay that I'm not crazy <laughs> I think death is shown in a really weird way as much as periods are as much as pregnancy is and birth like there's all these things that I think we think we understand and we don't until you go through them and when you go through them lots of people take you aside like oh yeah I, I knew I knew it wasn't like this and then you join a club so you know I'm, I'm in the dead parent club and when you find other people you're like oh yeah yeah we know we know the secret of the truth of this feeling and I I, I never want people to join that club <laughs> but, I, but I think it can be helpful to understand especially if you you know we're all going to go through it at some point so it's yeah it can be helpful to get your head around it or be aware of it or if it's just happening to you I've had some nice tweets from people going oh my I'm just my parent has just got sick and now I'm listening to this in kind of preparation just to be like oh okay that's how I might start feeling which has blown my mind because I was just like god what like if it helps anybody that's really that's great I just did it because I thought it'd be vaguely interesting for me I like talking about death <laughs> and periods um, yeah I just don't think we I think we live in a world where honesty and truth are hard to take so people don't want to hear about how periods are literal blobs that fall out of you they don't want to hear that you know you can fill a moon cup and it looks like you've murdered someone like they, they that it's a bit much but it's the truth and I think truth is quite funny yeah so that's, that's, that's how my brain works. I could be wrong. I really like Adam Buxton's episode because he does that real comedian thing of, he does make it funny. <laughs> like I laughed so much with him talking about his wonderful father's death. And I think it is nice to be reminded that you can laugh about this stuff and you do. Like some of the stuff is so absurd that happens when people die. It's so bizarre and weird. And that's again how I feel about periods. There's so much stuff in being a human that's so weird. And I just feel like we should all admit it and be like, God, this, this is so weird. And that's what, especially with periods, women do. Women talk to each other about their periods a lot. Well, me and my friends do. And 
you know, we'll, we'll do details and we'll be like, oh, yeah, that's weird, right? That happens. And then you realise no one else is, like, the men have no clue. They have no understanding about, you know. And even the most, you know, liberal, open-minded man will not understand some of the things, you know, because it's just, of course, why? You know, it's a whole different world. So I think if you can just talk about the, the weirdness of it, yeah, it is just human, isn't it? It's just human. I thought Adam was really very very brave and honest to talk and he talked to me so soon after his dad had died which I was really grateful for because I wanted to have a an episode where it was very new so that some, it was somebody still dealing with it as opposed to the others who were much had sort of gone through a lot of stuff I wanted someone who was still in that stage of like oh what just happened to me it depends how you brought up I suppose my house it was always like if you don't laugh you'll cry so we would just laugh about stuff because it was just yeah it was just like oh we'll just laugh about it and like the you know especially with like nurses and hospices and like so much weird embarrassing uncomfortable things happen that I suppose me yeah me and my brother and my mum are quite gigglers so there would be just a sort of like a look of it like oh my god this is and funerals the amount of funerals I've laughed at because they can be there's nothing funny in everyone being serious <laughs> like or really bad eulogies um I've seen some bad eulogies and and good ones and very good ones just to be fair so yeah I think it is a human thing it does it makes it easier obviously it just breaks that tension and I think especially when you're grieving it's so painful and it's so raw that if you can have a break for a moment and laugh it it means you can breathe because honestly when it first hits you you I think that's what a lot of people have they feel like they they can't breathe because the weight of that sadness. Um, you know, same as when you fall in love and people are like, oh my God, I just can't, I can't tell with it. I feel so good. It's like, yeah, that's, grief is the opposite of that. You feel so bad that if you can have a moment of laughter, it does, it, it gives you that moment of going, oh, I will be human again. I will, there's something in the future. So I'm always telling people that first year, I talk about it a lot on the podcast, the first year is just the worst. If you can just get through that, you do literally wake up after about a year and you're like, what just happened to me? Like, literally, what just happened to me? Thank you so much to Kerryad for coming and speaking with us. Her example shows how easy it is to reach out to your local shelters or any charity around you and make a difference. I really urge you to go and listen to Griefcast. I listen to it myself and I think it's great. You can also follow Kerryad at Lady Kerryad on Twitter. You can follow the Hopeful World podcast and blog at hopefultraders.com. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, please give us a review. It really helps us get the word out. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Hopeful Traders. We also have an email newsletter, which is a great way to hear about interesting stuff going on in the Hopeful Traders world. Don't worry, it's not just buy our stuff emails. Subscribe at hopefultraders.com and get 10% off any of your first purchases. You know, just in case you do want to buy our stuff. This week's music is produced by The Dean Road. Hopeful World is produced by Lower Street. <laughs>